Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Comic Source Comic Boom collaboration. Time for some more Daily Spawn. We're up to issue number 33. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and dive right in. Let me go ahead and share my screen. And as you can see, Violators on the cover, uh, which is sort of interesting. <laughs> they put them right on the cover um, because of the way the story plays out inside. And you'll, you'll see what I mean uh, in a second. So uh, we look at the credits here. We've got Todd McFarlane on story, Greg Capullo and McFarlane handle the art, Tom Orzakowski on letters, Stephen Olaf and Quinn Supley with Oli Optics on colors, with a special thanks to Kevin Conrad, Chance Wolf, and Julia Simmons. So it starts off, we see somebody who is playing with little bits of Spawn's costume. You know, we know that this symbiote, uh, symbiote rather, had uh, some issues with the battle with Angela, took a while to heal, now has a different look. Well, it looks like somebody was able to, to get some of it, capture some of it. Um, and they've made like a little, almost like a voodoo doll. And they're, uh, they're inflicting pain on it. They're putting nails in it, whatever. It could be part of the reason the costume's having so much trouble, why it looks so different right now. Um, and the voiceover in the meantime is talking about how, you know, you're going to, feel the physical pain. It's time to, uh, to come back at you. Uh, I'm going to figure out where your weakness is, uh, which I, I take to be your heart just based on, and, and we know they're talking about Al Simmons, right? Cause he's talking to this voodoo doll that looks like spawn. Uh, and then in the last panel, we get a look and that's, what's interesting about choosing to put violator on the cover, like halfway through the story, this, creature this person or what have you is kept in the shadow it's like they're almost trying to keep a secret of who it is but you already chose to put violator on the cover so you kind of already let the cat out of the bag which is kind of interesting so meanwhile back in the alley that spawn calls home we learn that him and a bunch of his homeless friends have been debating for hours actually on whether or not spawn should stay there or not and Spawn's saying that he should find a better place to go or a different place to go so that these threats, these people that are coming after him won't, uh, won't endanger his friends, the, these homeless guys. Um, and there are the, the homeless guys are like, no, we already told you that, you know, the people that attacked you weren't our pals, right? And what they're referring to is the Blood Feud miniseries, which is actually a series that focus on, focuses on the uh, the costume, the symbiotic costume written by Alan Moore, which I'm sure we'll cover at some point. Um, but Spawn point, Spawn's point is uh, it doesn't matter who the guys were, he seems to attract danger and he, he wants to keep them safe. So Spawn's like, man, Bobby, you've been giving me a, a really bad time telling me that, that me leaving was a load of crap. Like, what's going on? You know, what's your problem? And Bobby's like, you're, you're my problem, right? You want to run again? Fine. You know, that, that's your call, you know, but don't try to blame it on us. Like you're trying to protect us. Like we're fragile. You know, we, it's not like we didn't have troubles before you came. It's not like we won't have troubles after you leave, right? that's just the way it is. And that's not going to change just because you leave. So we're still going to get shot at. We're still going to get mugged. We're still going to get beat up. So, you know, don't, don't blame your, you know, reason for running on us. Uh, we'll survive. You know, we always have. And Spawn's like, yeah, I, I get that, but I'm making it that much worse because I've got all these people after me and it's a great, um, 
it's a great montage piece that uh, McFarlane and Capullo do here. We see Overkill, we see Violator, we see Curse, we see Redeemer, we see Chapel with that demonic face after Spawn scarred him, and we see Tony Twist and we see Jason Wynn. So yeah, Spawn has any number of enemies, and he's right in that uh, they're going to keep coming after him. But I sort of agree with Bobby because whether Spawn's there or not, people are going to know that Spawn cares about these homeless guys. And even if Spawn's not there, they're going to come for those homeless guys trying to attract Spawn. So I really think Spawn needs to stay there to, so that he can help protect them. If he leaves, it's, it's kind of worse in my mind. Um, so Bobby's trying to, to convince him. He's like, well, you know, you're talking about it being more fair if you leave. So you won't attract so much violence, but what's fair about life? <laughs> we're already uh, society's garbage, you know, we're already their problem. So if you want to do something about it, then do something about it, but, but don't whine. And Spawn's like, well, what are you talking about? He goes, look, somebody, you know, you lost your life. Somebody ordered you killed. So you lost your identity. You lost your life, you, including your wife. So if you want to do something about it, why don't you go find out who, who did that? Like you're playing defense all the time. So again, it's it's Bobby showing that he's a he's a true friend for Spawn, whether uh, Al realizes it or not. Um, so meanwhile, uh, after kind of an awkward moment of silence there, after um, Bobby says, "Yeah, e even your wife," everybody's probably like, ah, "You know, don't bring up his wife." Uh, but anyway, we do see one of the homeless guys running off uh, with a suspicious look on his face. So meanwhile, we check in at the hospital again. Uh, this ties into the um, the Blood Feud miniseries, which we haven't covered. But Twitch is in the hospital. He's all bandaged up. He's been uh, hurt in whatever events happen in the Blood Feud miniseries. And his partner, Sam, is there to check on him, saying, uh, I'm going to put everything else on the back burner, and I'm going to go find this Spawn guy. You know, we, we have been doing other things. I've been focusing on Chief Banks and the evidence we have against him rather than focusing on Spawn and now it's gotten my partner hurt and that just can't be okay. But Twitch actually says, no, like I, I hurt. I'm in a lot of pain actually, but that's the last thing you should do. It's like, what I want you to do is forget about me. And if chief banks is tied into some child killer, you got to bring him down. You know, I'm going to be in pain no matter what, but I'll be in more pain if Chief Banks gets away with with what he did. So uh, then Twitch's family shows up and and Sam kind of slinks off saying, hey, I'll, I'll take care of your partner. So he comes around to his to Twitch's way of thinking. It sounds like he's going to do it. What Twitch wants, which is which is interesting. You almost wonder what the heck's taking Burke so long at this point. He's got the evidence. Um, so meanwhile, we see the, uh, the homeless guy that ran off meets with that shadowy figure. And again, you can tell, first of all, if you've been reading, I think even without Violator on the cover, you would know who it is just based on the fact that he's got the glowing red eyes, the, you know, frizzy longish hair, the belly, beer belly poking out from under the shirt. Um, but the guy's basically filling uh, Violator in on, on what Spawn's been saying. And uh, Violator's like, all right, get lost, but come back in a couple of days. I'm going to, I'm going to need your help setting up a trap for, uh, for Spawn. Uh, on the next page, we check in with uh, the headquarters of heaven on earth and we see that Raphael is uh, directing the, the repairs and she's, she's kind of beside herself with the fact that God let the hell spawn go. Um, and, you know, her assistant saying, what, 
you know, remember what our leader said, you know, that, that, that leader being God, um, the spawn is acting the same way we would have. And, and, you know, she had to give it the benefit of the doubt. So, uh, Raphael's like, uh, don't, don't pay, patronize me, Tiffany. I know what my job is. And, uh, uh, we also learned that despite all the wreckage due to some magic, most likely the building from the outside still looks, uh, still looks normal. So, uh, nobody's suspicious of anything that's gone on in the, in the tower. Uh, so then we take check in on Jason Wynn, another one of the main characters right now in the story. And we see that the transfer that Terry Fitzgerald uh, requested has gone through and Wynn's worried, you know, he got that call from chief banks last issue. Somebody knows about chief banks tie to the child killer, Billy Kincaid. Now the question becomes, can they tie Banks back to Wynn? So Wynn's worried. He doesn't know who he can trust. Um, he thought maybe it was Terry Fitzgerald because he thought Terry Fitzgerald would spawn. He knows that's not the case now, but he still doesn't trust Terry. He's like, he still has a stink about him. This whole setup is too convenient. You know, the fact that, you know, Banks is being exposed and he's calling me and he's worried and Terry Fitzgerald's making this transfer right now. Like, it, it's all you know, suspicious in his mind. So um, Wynn is thinking at least by having Terry in my department, uh, it'll be that much easier to keep him under surveillance. Now, un unbeknownst to Wynn, that's the whole reason that Jason, uh, or that's unbe unbeknownst to Wynn, that's the whole reason Terry Fitzgerald transferred into his uh, department in the first place because Ter Terry Fitzgerald's trying to get close to Wynn so he can keep him under surveillance. So a little bit of a cat and mouse going on there. So meanwhile, a, a few nights later, Spawn runs into the guy um, that uh, that went and reported to, to the violator. And the guy calls him Al Simmons. And Al freaks out, right? Like nobody, almost nobody knows that Al Simmons and Spawn are one and the same. Um, he's been trying to protect his identity. Obviously, he cares about Terry. He cares about Wanda. The last thing he would want is for that to get out, right? Because, I mean, his friends call him Al, but they don't know that his full name is Al Simmons, right? Like, that's the part that that really kind of throws him into uh, a tizzy. And so he attacks the guy. He's like, what did you call me? And the guy's like, he does a good job. He's probably genuinely scared. If he's acting, he does a good job because he, he definitely seems scared. He's got tears coming out of his eyes. Um, and, and when he spawned, asked him, well, how do you know my name? He's like, I don't know. Some stranger came up. He said he wanted to meet you. Um, he said, I'm supposed to say three things, Al Simmons, Jason Wynn, and something about Wanda. And he wants to meet you and spawns freaking out. Like, why me? Why, what, you know, what does this guy want? And the, the homeless guy's like, I, I'm just a messenger. I don't, I don't, I don't know anything more than that. That's just all he told me to say. Well, spawn probably thinks he's being smart here. And he's like, well, I'm not going to go fall into the trap. Um, you go and tell the stranger that he knows where he can find me. Uh, I'm not going to him. He, you know, he needs to come to me. So he, he releases the homeless guy and the homeless guy goes running off. So Spawn thinks he's being clever here because what he's really doing by scaring this guy and, and telling him what he, what he told him about, Hey, tell the guy that he can find me. He knows where to find me. He knows the guy's going to immediately go running back to that quote unquote stranger. So Spawn follows him. Uh, because he wants to know, obviously, who's this guy who knows who's, who's his identity is. So we see uh, the homeless guy meet back up with uh, the violator, and 
the violator is asking him, did he take the bait? And the guy's like, yeah, I think so. I'm sure he's following me like he wanted what's next. And the violator responds, thanks. I'll take it from here. You served my purpose. And he rips the guy's heart out. Like we've seen the violator do so many times before. Right. So even if we didn't already know who he was by the silhouette in the shadow or by the fact he's on the cover, this has got to be a dead giveaway right here when he rips the guy's heart out. So um, spawn shows up just a few seconds later finds the guy dead, finds his heart ripped out and trying to figure out who, you know, who might've done this. The kill is still fresh when he gets ambushed from below by the violator. And uh, he doesn't seem particularly surprised um, that it's the violator who, uh, who set all this up. So the violator starts laying into spawn, you know, last time they fought Malbolgia showed up and basically ridiculed both of them for wasting their energy and wasting their time fighting against each other. They're supposed to be on the same team and uh, the violator's motivations are still the same. You know, he believes that he should be one of the lieutenants in, in Malboja's army, not these hell spawns that are so often failures and, and under deliver, you know, he's a, um, a native of hell and he deserves to be, uh, have a commanding role in the army. And so he's, he's ridiculing spawn. He's like, man, you've become a farce. You've learned nothing. It's an honor to be chosen and you're just wasting it. And Spawn's like, you know what? Hell picked me. So they must see something in me, not the other way around. So I don't really give a damn what you think. And again, Hell's uh, violated rather saying, you know, you're, you're a fool. Um, I, don't, I don't know why you were picked. It just, it, it's ridiculous. Um, but as long as you are around this area, I want to know where I can find you night and day because it's, you know, it's my job to keep an eye on you. And Spawn's like, well, fine, but, you know, stay away from my friends. And Violator's like, you know what? I don't really care. Every sound, every shadow, whatever you do, whether you're hanging out with them or not, you, I need to know where you are. And then he threatens him. He says, because one day I'm going to come to obliterate you and prove that I'm, I'm worthy of being in the army and you're not. So he, it's almost like a violator saying, yeah, um, make sure I know where you are. Hang around because I know you're going to screw up at some point and I'm going to be allowed to kill you. So, you know, again, they're, they're very much bickering like like brothers, which they sort of are in a way um, as much as the you know, violators not really human. Um, but the violator goes on to say, it's like, I can kill you anytime I want basically. But, you know, I, I have to have uh, approval. So just remember how good you are at, at quitting things and, and people, right? And that pisses Spawn off. And so they start fighting and we're told about how they're in kind of a, a rundown part of the sewer. It's not, it's not exactly a it's not exactly new infrastructure. And so it doesn't take long before the, uh, they, they break something, right? They break this giant pipe and countless gallons of sewage, countless tons, we're told, countless tons of sewage come uh, exploding out and they wash Violator away. Um, and Spawn's left wondering where he is, worried that the Violator's still down there in some unexplored part of the sewer unharmed. And he's, he's just kind of at the mercy of waiting for the uh, violator to attack him again. So 
it's interesting because the violator, like, why do this? If you if you know where Spawn is and you're keeping an eye on him anyway, like, why why attack him and and kind of show your hand, right? Like, what are what are you really doing? What's really the purpose? I mean, you're you're telling him he's not worthy, that he has no honor. It's like what what honor, right? Like, is he? Does he somehow think by staging this attack, he's going to change Spawn's mind? Because remember, Spawn had that hours long talk with his buddies talking about about leaving right and i don't you know violators like well you know i don't think that would be a good idea for you to leave uh you know wouldn't want anything to happen to your your friends if you did leave and, and it's what i was talking about earlier like it's such a silly thing for al to to consider because even if he does leave that doesn't remove the threat that his friends are exposed to just by the fact that he that he knows them right so I, I don't know. It's it. It doesn't necessarily have a, a ring of truth. What what the violator is saying here, um, you know, like why wouldn't Spawn just just do what he wants? As far as uh, as far as the violator saying, "Well, I can kill you anytime I want," right? Um, it, that doesn't make sense either because we, you know, Mal Bulger himself said, "Well." You know, neither one of you guys can be killed by the other, which, you know, maybe if they expend enough energy, it's possible, I guess, maybe. Um, but anyway, it's it's an it's it's an interesting story it, in as much as it brings the, the violator back onto the, the playing field in a way. He hadn't shown up in quite a while. Um, and we do in the book check in on everybody else. Right. Like we check in on Sam and Twitch. We check in on the the heaven on earth people, the, the angels that are on earth. Uh, we check in on Jason Wynn and Terry Fitzgerald. So it, it does check all the boxes, but you kind of wonder like beyond that, what did it, did it really accomplish? Um, the art is, is good. It's a little, I almost feel like maybe McFarlane did a little bit more uh, of the line work than he normally has done on the last couple of issues. And the reason I say that is because, you know, I've talked in the past about how when, when McFarlane draws, uh, it feels like the anatomy and the facial expressions are a little more exaggerated than what, uh, than what Capullo does. But they, this might just be Capullo evolving a little bit. Um, the last thing that I'll say, and let me, let me share my screen one more time. Uh, there are a couple of important pieces of information on, uh, on the last page. Uh, that's kind of the last thing I'll, I'll say about this issue. Um, when all of that sewage is comes from the broken pipe and and washes a uh, violator away and spawn is kind of under the water um we're told you know like another piece of garbage spawn is like tossed side to side and all he can think about is his survival uh and he learns along with us that his body which is now composed of necroplasm or psychoplasm it's sometimes called he still needs to breathe he still needs oxygen like when he surfaces out of that sewage which is just disgusting, right? But anyway, when he surfaces, he gasps for air and we're told that he, his body still needs oxygen. So that's interesting, right? Like why, why would his body need oxygen? I mean, we, he doesn't even need a heart. He doesn't need like proper bone and cartilage structure in his knee in order to, to walk. Like why would he need oxygen? Why would he actually need to breathe? I, you wonder if it's something that's like uh, psychological, right? Like he's, he thinks that his body needs air, so it needs air. 
And you also wonder like, okay, so when you go to the place, so does that mean there's, there's atmosphere in, in hell, you know, cause we know he's been to hell. Like there's, there's oxygen, there's air you can breathe down there. That's kind of interesting. And the other thing that I'll point out is that we get a counter uh, six, eight, eight, seven. So it's a little lower than the last time we saw it. Um, and not sure what, uh, what the reasoning for that is because it doesn't really appear that he used um, any, any energy throughout the uh throughout the issue so um anyway that's uh that's spawn number number 33 uh violators back and we'll uh we'll see if uh if there's more fights between him and uh and spawn to come because uh the the violator certainly jealous of spawn's place uh potential place in uh in the armies of hell so uh, anyway, that's going to do it for this episode, everybody. Uh, hope you uh, enjoyed it as always, and we'll talk to you next time. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.